In the beginning, there was darkness. Then, there was Paul Brown. Paul Brown transformed the game. Hello, Paul Brown here. Welcome to the first ever International Browns Podcast. Good morning, Cleveland. It's a day off, training camp. Everyone can relax, but let's find out what happened. Day four, day five. I'm here with the singing hero himself, Hayden Grove. Hayden, how are you? I don't know if I'm a singing hero, but I appreciate it. <laughs> Mate, uh, let's not talk football for one second. Yeah. Your album's coming out soon, yeah? Yeah, August 13th. Uh, we just finished recording it, and uh, everything's ready to go. So August 13th, it'll be out. And, um, I, yeah, and it's for, and for friends and for people who would like the music or anything. So no real expectations. Just want to put the music out there because I do love it. Excellent. Here's a tough question for you. Singing or reporting, what are you going to go with? I'm going to go with... I mean, I think, I think if I was a superstar, I would say singing. But I don't think I'd ever be a superstar. So reporting, definitely. Because you get to be around such cool people. You get to, you know, be in situations that a lot of people are very, you know, would love to be in. I mean, you know, you get to... I've been around LeBron a lot. I've been around OBJ a lot now. Um, you know, it's, uh, you know, some, some pretty incredible things have happened and, uh, I do love my job and I'm very grateful and blessed every day to have it. And I thank God every day for it. So I'll say reporting. I'll say reporting. What an awesome answer. Thank you. And mate, um, you're on fire at the moment, mate. Your videos are going viral and mate, you and Jake Burns are, are really like uh, and Matt Robinson are really stepping up at the moment, getting some uh, great, um, great, rep- great reporting at the moment. I'm really enjoying it. Well, I appreciate that. I mean, Jake is obviously helping us out at Cleveland.com, but also I want to give shout outs to, I mean, Mary Kay Cabot, Dan Lobby, uh, Scott Patsko, uh, Jake. I mean, you know, we all have different jobs. My job is more social media based and, you know, um, but they're doing a great job. Cleveland.com has had some of the best coverage, um, of training camp that I've seen. So I really want to give some shout outs to those guys. They've done a great job. Obviously, you know, all of them. And, uh, I'm, I'm just really proud of, of what we've put together thus far. And you can expect more great things after the uh, day off today. So it's going to be a, it's going to be a really, really fun training camp. I think all eyes are on Cleveland finally, because of all the talent the Browns have Baker, OBJ, Jarvis Landry, Nick Chubb, Miles Garrett, uh, Olivier Vernon. I mean, there's so much talent back there. So I think Cleveland is finally getting its moment and a lot of people are finally getting the recognition that they deserve. Excellent. And uh, you mentioned uh, spend some time with OBJ and LeBron. Yeah. Did, how do them two uh, compare in um, uh, Gravitas, Vavoom, uh, just being around them? Yeah, I think, I think they both carry... I think they carry themselves a little differently. I think OBJ is... He does have that gravitas. I mean, everybody, you know, you know, everybody wants to be around him. Everybody wants a, a piece of OBJ. I think LeBron was much the same way. Everybody wants a piece of LeBron. Everyone, everyone wants to be around him. I mean, you know, when you're covering the Cavaliers with LeBron, um, that's, that was the first person you went to. That was, you know, that was the focus. And with the Browns, I think 
at least thus far, I think OBJ has been the focus. I think, you know, even Baker, as, as great as he is, and as much as he's a franchise quarterback, and as much I think he's going to be a guy uh, that's going to be a superstar within the next year or so, and he's going to continue to grow that superstar. I think right now OBJ is kind of that piece. So um, I think that OBJ is a little quieter, a little more to himself, and LeBron's kind of more outgoing, more kind of goofy. Uh, but they both, they both work very hard at their craft. Um, and they both are very, very – they have, like you said, that gravitas, that boom, and uh, I think that they're very similar in that way. A real small – a real short story, but I took my daughter shopping. She's seven years old, and I swear on my life I didn't, I didn't plan this. And uh, I'm trying to get some trainer sneakers, and uh, the ones she pointed to were the OBJ uh, 270 uh, shoes. And I was like, Teddy um, – Daddy told you to get them. She went, nope. I said, you know that a famous Cleveland Brown player wears them? She goes, they're very pretty, Daddy. And I was like, okay, well, you know, he's talented. Proud, proud dad moment right there, for sure. Yeah, but like, there's 100 trainers and my daughter who's seven picks out the OBJ ones. And I, on, on my life, I didn't tell her to look at them, point at them ones. And she, right. she said they're the most prettiest ones. So uh, there we go. But let's let's fire into camp. Yep. Uh, day four, day five camp. Let's start with the uh, offense. Baker, how's he looking out there? You know what? I think Baker has taken small steps. I don't think he's had a breakout camp by any stretch. We're five days in. I think it's. I think he's starting. He's kind of learning what these guys like. Um, he's learning how to deal with having Odell and Jarvis in the same uh, huddle. He's also learning how to deal with you know having Nick Chubb and a bunch of these different guys. So. I'm not going to crucify him for not having the best camp thus far. I think he's had, I think he's been pretty frustrated with, um, you know, the defense. I mean, the defensive line has really been up into him significantly. And that's kind of a good thing because that shows, okay, the Browns defensive line is going to be great and they're going to be a strength. But also, you know, I think he's been a little frustrated. He hasn't had time to make all his reads and um, he hasn't necessarily had time to make the kind of plays downfield, but all in all, I think he's been fine. I would give him probably an 80 thus far out of 100 in camp. He's going to take time. I think – I'll say this. I think Baker is not a practice player, if that makes any sense. Like, I don't think Baker's going to do things in practice that will make you go, wow, like that's it. I think he's a game guy. He's a guy that when the lights are on, when the game's going to get started, that's when he turns it on. That's when he becomes Baker Mayfield. So maybe OBJ is a guy that just always has it turned on. He's a practice guy. He's a game guy. I think – the Baker is a guy that practiced on certain things, just getting better. Then when the game comes on, he'll make you say, wow. So I'll give him – he's been decent thus far, um, but he's, he's going to find some connections and some chemistry um, with these guys going forward. And that leads me on to, is that the O-line um, causing him problems or is it just the defense is just so quick and so up his ass? Well, I think a little bit of both. I think a little bit of both. I think the offensive line hasn't been perfect by any stretch. Um, but also this defensive line. I mean, you really look at it. Larry Ogunjobi is is a freak of. He's a huge man. Sheldon Richardson um, has had a tough go of it at times during with other teams, but he proved itself last year, and he's um, he's really uh, showing himself. I mean, Miles Garrett is Miles Garrett, and Olivier Vernon is a top tier pass rusher. So I think these guys are just showing a little bit of what they can be, and then the offensive line, um, you know, is kind of trying to find that right guard spot, trying to find that guy who can 
uh, man that spot full time. And I think Greg Robinson's done a decent job against Miles Garrett. Um, but I think that they really have, you know, had a little bit of trouble with this great front that the Browns have put forward. Yeah. Okay. And um, do you think that's, let's start with the tackles. Do you think the tackles are, are doing a good job? So Hubbard and Robinson, are they, are they doing enough? Obviously I've seen some Twitter clips of Robinson ha- hold on to uh, Garrett, but yeah. Well, if anything, I think that it's hard to gauge because I think that Greg is doing a good job against Miles, and I think that it's going to make him better, right? Whatever, whatever Miles shows against him at practice every day, it's going to make him better against, you know, say the defensive end from the Titans or Cameron Wake or whoever it is over there. And then, you know, it's going to be, make him that much better against the defensive end from Robert Woods from the Rams and all these different teams. So um, I think that playing Miles, I think that that's the thing that, we're, that the Browns are missing or that the Browns were missing that they're not anymore. They're practicing, they're practicing against the cream of the crop every day. Whether you're, you know, the offensive line is practicing against Miles Garrett, against Sheldon Richardson, against Olivier Burns and uh, Larry Ogunjobi. The defense is practicing against OBJ, Nick Chubb, Baker Mayfield, Jarvis Landry, David Njoku. I mean, these guys are going to make each other better every single day. And I think that's why it's kind of been such a grind. I don't think it's been – I don't think there's been one player or one position group that you're like, man, you know, they're really dominating. Because I think they're just both very good, and they're both kind of just, you know, grinding against each other. Like some, maybe one day they'll be one a little bit to one side, and the other day will be a little bit to the other side. But I think it's good because they're just making each other that much better. Excellent. And uh, who's your who's your call for right guard? Who do you think is going to be starting week one? I think it'll be Corbett, just because I think that they drafted him in the second round for a reason. Uh, I mean, you don't draft a guy that high to not play him. So I think it'll be Corbett. I think they have a lot of faith in him. I think they like him there. But also, I mean, Kyle Kalis, you got to give him credit. He's been um, – he was a guy that kind of lost it and is kind of finally finding it. And uh, Eric Cush is a guy that, you know, has been around the block and, and the Browns signed him as a free agent and um, could definitely figure his way in there too. So I think, again, it's a situation where you got three guys that are battling it out, making each other better. But I think Austin – has the most potential of the three. And I think that's why they, they're going to put him in the right guard spot. I heard today it was very heavily running. How did the mm-hmm. running backs look for you? Oh, yeah. I mean, the running backs have been good. And that's without Duke Johnson and Kareem Hunt. I mean, I think Nick Chubb is – is. it's funny because they're not tackling to the ground, right? They're not for – mo- for the most part, they're not tackling to the ground. But, you know, there are some plays where, where the whistle blows and Nick, Ch- Nick Chubb just gets hit. And I'm like, I don't think you would have gone down in that situation. I think you'd keep running. So I think that Nick Chubb is, is looking pretty fantastic and all he needs is that one hole. You know, if Joel, if Joel Batonio can open up that hole on one play and he finds it, I mean, he's got great vision. He's got that strength. I think that's the one thing. He's like, he's, he's, he's not kind of a cream hunt back where he's kind of small. He can, he can bust through a couple tackles and find his way into the open field. And, and I like that. Don Trell Hilliard has been good too. Um, he's been in there a little bit more and, Obviously, we're just waiting on Kareem and Duke to get back. But the guys have looked pretty good this far. And what about the uh, new guy from uh, Ohio? AJ Ouellette, he's, he's, been, he's looked good. I just, the, the sample size is too small right now. I think okay. you just – yeah, it's just, you can't – I can't really say he's been great or bad. I mean, he looks okay. He looks, he looks – he's pretty sturdy. He's pretty fast. Um, he actually has caught some balls out of the backfield, which is nice. Um, I'd, I'd say he looks fine. He could definitely figure into the backup – spot at some point or a, maybe a practice squad spot 
All right, let's look at some of the depth now at the wide receiver uh, position. Uh, forget Landry and uh, Odell. How's uh, yeah. Higgins been doing? Higgins has been good. Callaway's dropped a lot of passes, but he's been getting open. Um, he's just got to work on, you know, maybe it's just because it's early in camp, but he's got to work on that. Um, I've liked what I've seen from Damian or um, Derek Willies. He's been pretty good. Again, a guy that the Browns drafted late. Uh, trying to think of some others. Ishmael Hyman. Uh, I don't know. I don't even know where he came from, but he was really good during mini camp and really good during OTAs. And he's been really good in camp. Uh, so I like him. Yeah, I like him. Uh, I like fair, um, uh, the guy. Uh, Blake Jackson has been good too. So I think the receivers have actually done a nice job. I think uh, I don't think Jarvis and OBJ have gotten a ton of touches, um, which has kind of allowed for other receivers to get in the mix and get involved. And I think they've done a nice job overall. I would say the receiving group is actually deeper than I thought it was going to be it's because you have some really good, talented wide receivers who have who I didn't expect to kind of show out and they have thus far. And what about uh, Giuseppe? Yeah, Giuseppe's been good. I, I think he had a I think today, you know, everybody has a bad day at practice. I think he's been great in practice. He's kind of shown that that fast twitch, kind of fast fiber quickness that he can just kind of stop on a dime and turn and he's small but he's fiery, he's quick and he's going to work his tail off obviously. You know, we know his story coming from sitting in the sleep in the back of his car to you know, kind of faking his way into a workout, and he got signed by the Browns. So um, he dropped a couple passes today, but I think this is the great thing about Freddie is that, you know, Freddie's yelling at most guys and, and you know, saying we need to be better, you know, you know, read your playbook or, you know, do this right, do this right, blah, 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 and yelling at him. Giuseppe drops two passes in a row, and, you know, Freddie calls him over and, you know, kind of grabs him and gives him a big hug and says, listen, come on, you know, you're going to be all right. Like, I think he sees the fire and the heart there, and – um some guys just need different things. Some guys need different coaching styles. And I think, you know, I think Freddie recognizes that maybe a guy like Damon on that certain play just said, hey, you know, need a hug. Let's just, you know, let's make this positive. And I think it was a really nice moment. And I think Damon certainly has a chance to make this team in some capacity. Excellent. I, I really hope so. Um, but the problem is, though, I'm hoping it for the all seven of the wide receivers fighting for uh, the sixth uh, spot. You know, we're all... Every year I do the same, which is quite bad. I, I want them all to be on the roster. And uh, Oh, yeah. I mean, the Josh Lenziers, the who was the guy they drafted? Vince Maley, is that right? I mean, there's a lot of guys that, you know, they just never found it. So I, I think, obviously, OBJ Jarvis. It'll be OBJ Jarvis, uh, Hollywood, Antonio will be four. The last two spots, I mean, I... Ratley, you would say you'd have said Ratley at the start, but maybe not on the moment. Well, Rat, well, Ratley has been hurt, and that's not good. I mean, my coach told me way back in the day, you can't make the club in the tub. So he's got to get back on the field. There's a lot of competition there, and I know if injuries happen, but if he wants to show something, he's got to get back out there. Yeah. Okay. Great. And um, real quick question on the on the tight end, Seth Devalve. Yeah. I've heard he's been hit quite hard, or. How does that look in? Yeah, he got he got kind of run into on an awkward play today. It wasn't anything intentional. Um, no, no real update. I think he just got his bell rung. Um, the tight end group is impressive. I mean, when you look at how big they are and how much athleticism they have, I think, you know, we, we all know David Njoku has the size and the athleticism, the ability. He's just got to catch the football, and he's got to learn how to block. It's that easy. Um, <coughs> uh, with uh, Demetrius Harris – Big size, big catch radius. I think he's going to be more of a blocker, but I really like him. 
Farrell Brown is absolutely huge, but he has problems catching the football. Set the valve kind of is the smallest of the bunch, really, but I think he's done a nice job in camp thus far, and he hasn't been hurt. So it's going to be interesting to see how many tight ends. I think Orson Charles, again, another kind of blocking tight end fullback type uh, that's going to help this Browns team. So um, the tight end the tight end room is pretty pretty special. I would say it's a pretty special group, and uh, they're going to be utilized pretty significantly this year. Mm. Linebacker room. We've talked about the D-line. How's, um, how's that looking? Obviously, there's been a lot about Taki Taki today. So uh... Yeah. Well, I think it's interesting because they're kind of running a 4-2-5, four, four defensive linemen, two linebackers, and five uh, defensive backs. So you're kind of in tandem. So the kirksey Schober tandem has been starting. Then you have Ray Ray Armstrong and Adarius Taylor in the second group. And then you have Mac Wilson and Sione Taki Taki in the third group. So, I mean, I think that there's a chance for Sione Taki Taki and Mac Wilson to kind of figure into that second group a little bit. Um, and they, they look good. I mean, Sione Taki Taki plays with this fire and this tenacity. And I don't know, I don't know if you follow the Cavs at all, but I don't know if you remember Anderson Vergel, but he was kind of a guy that you wanted on your team, but you hated playing against. And I think that's what Sione Taki Taki is going to be. He's going to be a guy that if you're, if he's on your team, you're going to love him because he's going to be a badass and he's going to, you know, get under the other team's skin. He's going to talk and he's going to, you know, work hard and he's going to, you know, kind of just be brashing in your face and he's going to be aggressive. But also right now, because that's also your own team, it's going to rub guys the wrong way on your own team. So um, the Browns haven't really had a guy like that. You look at the Steelers, they've had kind of Troy Polamalu, um, even the Bengals with Vontae's perfect. I mean, Ray Lewis was kind of that guy in your face, um, even like a Terrell Suggs type. I mean, I'm not saying Sione Takitaki has that ability, but he's going to be that kind of player where, you know, he'll get in your face, he'll be brash, he'll, you know, he'll make you hate him. And the Browns really haven't had a defensive player like that in a long time. Okay, cool. And the last thing is the kicking battle. Do you see any of it today? No kicking today. Um, punting today. Jamie Gillum, uh, the, the Scottish hammer, was killing some punts. Um, but then when it came to the short punts, he kind of struggled, you know, with the ones where you're trying to pin it within the 20-yard line or the 10-yard line. He kind of struggled with that. Uh, Britton Colquitt was really good at that. I think Britton Colquitt is just he, – he was a great punter last year. He's been great for the Browns. I, it's going to be hard for Jamie Gillum to beat – or is it Gilliam or Gillum? I, I, don't, I don't know how Mate, to pronounce it. I just know him as a Scottish Hammer. So. Scott, yeah, that's right. He's, he's the Scottish Hammer. But anyway, so yeah, uh, Scottish Hammer. It's going to be tough for him to beat out Britton Colquitt, but the kicking battle has been tough. It's been tough to watch because both guys have struggled. So I don't know what they're going to do. It's very early in camp. Um, Greg Joseph wasn't awful last year, and maybe that's what you're going to have to bank on at the end of the day uh, because Austin Seibert has not had a good camp thus far. Yeah, I've heard this. Well, I've seen the stats. So um, <laughs> Greg Joseph always made, used to make me panic every time he kicked, but he gets the job done. And yeah. I think deep down he's a um, winner, uh, confident, and uh, let's see. I don't think either of them are, are winning ticket, and it's a shame because that may really hurt us if we come to a few uh, close games. Right. It's just it's hard. It's hard to find kickers. I mean, it's. I feel like in the old days you used to just have them, like they Phil Dawson and. Uh, Matt or Matt Stover even and like Justin Tucker for the Ravens now, but even that, I mean, name name me like more than five solid kickers in the NFL right now. I don't see it. I don't. I don't have it. I, you got you know, like I said, Justin Tucker, maybe the kid from the Patriots, um, Goskowski, uh, maybe Adam Vinatieri with the Colts, uh, the Greg the Leg from the Rams. 
But other than that, I'm like, there's really not much out there. So I, I think this is not only a Browns problem, it's kind of a league-wide problem. And maybe they've made it too difficult on kickers with the, you know, with the hashes and with, um, you know, with moving the, the field goals or the uh, extra points back. I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. Well, Hayden, mate, you're doing an excellent job at the moment, mate. You're just smashing it at camp. If anyone's not listening, uh, following you, where can they find you? Yeah, you can find me at, at H underscore Grove, H underscore G-R-O-V-E. Um, I appreciate the kind words. And again, I'm posting a ton of our stuff to our to Cleveland.com's Facebook page and to Cleveland.com's Instagram pages. Uh, we have a new uh, Instagram page, Brown's Instagram page at Cleveland.com. It's called at Brown's, B-R-O-W-N-S-C-L-E-V-E. So at Brown's Cleve. Um, that's our new Instagram account. So it'll be exciting to, uh, to kind of get that going. And hopefully we get some big numbers there too. Excellent. Mate, you're going to finish off with a little song for us or, uh, what do you want? What do you want? Mate, what's your, uh, what's your biggest, uh, Oh, I got one for you. I got one for you. Ready? I don't know if you know this song. A foggy day in a London town. It had me low. It had me down. I viewed the morning with such alarm. The British Museum had lost its charm. How long I wondered could this thing last? But the age of miracles hadn't passed for suddenly i saw you there and through foggy london town the sun was shining everywhere mate there, there we go all right mate, it's exclusive mate thank you very much mate if you ever exclusive. come to london i promise you i'll get you i'm a- coming my parents are there right now i should tell them to come your way seriously yeah how long for uh i'll, I'll have to ask when they leave all right, let me take your uh, mum and dad out for one drink. It won't be Jaeger bombs. It'll be somewhere very nice, I promise you. All right, sounds good. I'll, I'll ask him what they're doing tomorrow, and we'll, we'll, we'll figure it out. All right, excellent. All right, brilliant. All right, we nice to meet you, mate. All right. Take care, buddy. Take care, mate.